back with Vershawn Jackson. Powered by Bauer. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We got that, but Alante Brown, what number is he wearing? Don't know yet. What he won't hit? Sure? I don't care what number he get. He got a target on him. If I'm one of them defensive backs, I one of them run plays. All bets are off. I'm just gonna go smoky. Do you, you, do you somebody, think that in the? You ever see somebody get smoked on the football field, Buck? <laughs> yeah. Do you think that there is as much animosity in the locker room as maybe there would be in your day with how many guys have transferred? I understand it's to the other team that you're playing, and maybe that adds a little bit for that day. But just the transfer market in general, I mean, how many guys have, have left the team from last year? I mean, it's particularly for this team, it's like it's like half your teammates from last year are gone. They have to build the culture back. They have to build that culture back of – they're taking pride in where you go to school, not taking pride on where you can transfer to, what school you should go to, or you didn't go to and you missed. We got to recruit guys that's not going anywhere, that they might have to sit for two years, like the old coachy coach over here. So what? You ain't ready. But guess what? Just like anything else, you train them up in about three years and they ready to go, they'll be shot out of a cannon and they'll know what to do, how to do it, and they will command that the people around them do things the right way. It yep. starts with the guys in the locker room. Now when you say Those that guys. now when you say that, you know, how many what what's the percentage of players you think that still have that old way in them though? Staying for two, three years to to for they start. I mean, I don't know what that percentage is. I can't tell you. I'm, I imagine it's low, but at the end of the day, when you're rebuilding the team, you've got to you've you've got to, to to start to rebuild from the foundation. And if you never get a guy from Ding the Dome, that's a career guy, five years, four years, and out, go come in as a true freshman, leave as a graduate. If you don't get those guys. You never have senior leadership. You'll never have guys who understand the program intimately because they went through the fire. They didn't give up. They didn't say, oh, it's a better deal over here. No, they said, well, coach, whatever I need to do to play, can you tell me what that is? And then after you get the information of what that is, now go do it. Now go get in the weight room other than once. Listen, we, uh, myself and Dwayne Harris, man, shout out to Debo, man. Thank you so much. You know, we're starting to give back to these young men where we just want to give different different uh, techniques that we know that some of the college guys don't even know, right? So we're taking these high schools to try to get them, you know, more up to speed as to what they should be doing, okay? Now, um, we're training these young men, and then after we get through training them, you know, of course we're going to do push-ups and sit-ups. 
and you do VJ push-ups. And what that is is we start down. Once we once we get up, we don't never touch the ground again until we get to 10. But I might hold you for 15, 20 seconds in the down position and then hold you for another in the up position. And it was what was surprising is that if we had eight guys out there, only one could do it. So it's the fundamentals. It's the push-ups. It's the sit-ups. It's the running heels. It's the jumping jacks. It, it, it's not, oh, I can squat 1,700 pounds. I can bench press 2,000. Yeah, that's all good and dandy if you're in a powerlifting meet. But in, in football, you have to move your body. You have to be able to move your feet and be agile, mobile, hostile. Oh, my bad. You didn't like that? Mobile, agile, hostile. (laughs) You like that? Probably from a younger guy, but when when I see a guy who got like gray on their chin, it it, it doesn't really really scare me anymore. So, you know, it's just, (laughs) you got to think about like a big lineman doing it. I know, but but, but, but that's the mentality though. They they, got to get to that point where their mentality is, man. Ain't anybody that's recruit Terrell, when, when, when you when you were a part of the team, right? Mm-hmm. And we had people that came in on their recruiting trips, right? Where did we take them? What did we do? Uh, we got the pizza. We got the we got the little change, and we got the pizza. And most of the times, we we did what? Uh, go over some players' houses and put all the pizza together, so we had one big pizza party. Right, mm-hmm. and then and and then we get all of those guys together. Let them meet each other, and you know, try to be friendly. Yeah, let's see who who's who 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 fits in with us. Because if you don't fit in, then we don't think you're a great fit at Nebraska. Yeah, the the biggest recruiters are the the players. I always I always prided myself in only missing on a couple guys that they put with me. I missed on a couple. Now, and I don't say I missed. I don't think they necessarily fit what we were doing. Yeah. Uh, McCullough from USC. We missed on him. I had him on his recruiting trip. I just knew he was coming. Yeah, I I, I struck out on two myself. I had Quincy Carter and Patrick Pass. Both both ended up going to Georgia. Hmm. Yeah. Thanks a lot. You told him to go to Georgia. I knew you had a secret gene. Oh, that's a lie. You had Quincy Carter on campus? Yeah. Well, I was a big Quincy Carter fan when I was younger. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That, but that's what I'm saying. They would put us with guys, and and we would put them all together and see, you know, who's what kind of personality is this guy got? What kind of personality? Can he handle somebody messing with him without him blowing his top? It wouldn't matter if he blew his top or not. If he blew his top, you're going to get beat up. Can he handle Mike Booker? Can he handle <laughs> – Players like that, you know. <laughs> oh, hey, uh, uh, but you, you know what I mean. If when you so so the it, it's gonna have to start somewhere, yeah. and you gotta build the foundation. If we can, if we can put this twenty twenty three class going into twenty four, if we can put that class together, I think. We're on our way. And I know you guys talked about Malachi Coleman, right? Remember I told you. I told you. 
Malachi Coleman's going to have an opportunity to play as a true freshman because he's dedicating himself right now. Right now. 700 balls. You saw, I didn't say that. If Malachi Coleman is catching 700 balls, he's going to have stick him for, for, for catches. Then he ain't going to miss much. And the kid is 6'5", 6'6", can jump. Malachi Coleman is taking it serious. He's getting bigger, faster, stronger, smarter. Do you think Malachi Coleman not in the playbook? Think he's twiddling his thumbs? He's just working out, catching 700 balls. But you can catch up. You can catch a million balls. If you don't know what you're doing, it ain't going to matter. Yeah, that's that, yeah. Like we was talking about that earlier. Like you got you got Jalen Lord in town. You got Bryce Hunter in town. So you know these guys are already here. And you, then you got Malachi here. So these guys, and I think all these guys are receivers. So they want to get out there and get in the playbook, learn how to get out the bump and run. You know things like that that they didn't learn in high school. They got to get bigger, stronger, faster. I know definitely Jalen Lloyd is going to have to get bigger and stronger and faster. I would love to see him red shirt. That way he can get bigger, stronger, faster, work on his craft, work on his his game, and work on using his track speed for field speed. Who was your host, right? DJ? Uh, Damon Benning. Oh, okay. I had a good one myself. Yeah, I, Damon, was, Damon was all right. I'm not going to – you know, Damon was cool. But me and Damon, you know, me and him, we had a beef in high school. Yeah? Yeah, me and Damon got offsetting penalties when I was a sophomore. He was a junior. On the kickoff team, because I blew him up. And <laughs> I had, after Larry, I blew him, I had um, Larry on him. Oh, yeah, there you go. L.A. was my Wait. my recruiting guy. Had fun. Yeah. No, but but uh, I got to think about all the guys that I did, it, and, and I'll, it'll come to me. But um, I had Julius Jackson. That was Ooh. interesting. Ooh. Yeah, that was, that was interesting. That was different. Yeah, but but you know the did, thing that, I, that to, I thought uh, about. Good Tars and Cadillac. <laughs> no, I told you what we did. We put them all together, and Julius got he had the tightest pants on I've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> great cowboy cutters, and we we just had a field day on him. <laughs> he still came. Hey, he still came. Dude, he, listen, he still came. We took off on him for probably two hours straight of unleashing the crows from everywhere on them. That if you if you don't know what that is, it's playing the dozens, it's talking about them tight wide pants he had on. Yeah, because I had a guy and this guy he, he did he didn't want to do anything. Oh, you could take me back to the hotel. Yeah. Well let me get that money out of you. <laughs> I take you. So 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 let me just give you my story. Cause it's kind of interesting, right? So Damon Damon's my host. Everything's good. And he takes me to wherever they hang out, some place they hang out at. I won't, I'm not naming names. So we're at this place, and the great Dwayne Harris, he does not know me, okay? I'm from the so-called mean streets of Omaha, and, and, and I'm like, okay, so we're here. Dwayne walks up to me, all 6'5", 265, 270 of them. And he say, what position you play? And I was like, uh, fullback. And he say, I can't say the bleep word he said. But he said, I'm going to knock your bleep in the dust. I told Damon, hey, Damon, take me back to the hotel. I don't know these dudes. <laughs> how dare you How dare you set me up for somebody to come punk me out and I ain't even signed yet. 
And let me tell you something. He told the truth. For two years, he knocked my in the dust. For two years, he did. But you know what else he did for two years? He toughened me up. He showed me how to block bigger guys, how to have proper technique, and he showed me some secrets to do out on the football field that helped me play when I got my opportunity. I don't know, VJ, because Dwayne Harris is a monster. I mean, I don't think it's a, any kind of way you can block him. I mean, you you probably have to sneak him because I think he could throw you, throw you off him with one arm. Listen, let me just say this. This new version, yeah, but I'm a little faster now. But the old version, and when I I never got Dwayne in uh, college. Just let me be honest. Let me be clear. Ninety three didn't get him. Ninety four, he he made my life miserable every day. I had to go against him fifty to sixty times a day. Think about that. Just what you said, Terrell. With one arm, he ripping me, he throwing me, he doing all kind of different things to him. So I tell you, my freshman year, I thought that, you know, I guess I thought fat meat wasn't greasy. And I felt like all the the beating that I took, I wanted to take it out on one of those little black shirts. So you know what I did, Terrell? I told the story. I'm going to tell it again. I picked out the smallest black shirt. You know who that was at the time? Baron Miles. Oh, my God. Why did I do that, Terrell? And I went and fired him up. So I thought, tried to smoke him, and he smoked me. And then the next the next punt return that I was in on, every black shirt took a shot on me. <laughs> and I learned that day that black shirts stick together. <laughs> Whether it's practice, on the field, off the field, does not matter. You mess with one of them, you mess with all of them. That's, that's mentality. Yep. Got y'all so quiet over there. Oh, hey, do we got my? Do we have my? Uh, my my my. We finally get Terrence Bud Crawford. Terrence Bud pound for pound champion Crawford against Spence Junior. Earl Spence Junior. Who you like? Oh man, that's. That's both undefeated. One. Both undefeated. I don't know, man. I'm gonna have to do my homework on both of them. But for right now, I'm gonna go with the home team, and that's Terrence Crawford. I was about to say, bro. Now, if you if you if you if you did anything other than that, we, we were gonna have a problem. Well, I, you got to take me to meet Bud one day, and, and if you don't, I'm gonna like everybody that he fights. <laughs> hey, listen, and, and you're gonna lose. Bob, who you like? Yeah, I'll have to do more research, too, to see what, you know, Errol Spence is about. I've seen a few Bud Crawford fights. Obviously, I'm, I'm you know, cheering for Bud Crawford. And, and you know, I, I think all the Husker Nation is behind him because he represents Nebraska. I mean, he throws out the – where's Husker gear from time to time? Uh, 402-464-5685. Listen, the Sider Heyman Jewelers hotline is open always. Honda Lincoln hotline is open always. Text line 402-464-5685. Who wins this fight and why? We'll have some clips of these guys talking about this fight as they prepare. July 29th, it is going down in Las Vegas. Two champions, probably the best fight in 100 years to me. 
if you really look at maybe not a hundred, but a couple decades. Whatever. I'm with the black shirt. And Bach. And we're power. Bye. Power. Power. Underground. Power. Infrastructure. Brand. Excavating. We'll be right back. It's the Captain <laughs> Show. Walking down the avenue Crazy